Hello, MavMind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the HypnoSales Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about assumptions. If you, some of you have been in my classes before, I've taught you and, and mentored you before, you know I'm all about assumptions, and you probably already know some of this. But I'm, I've got it all in one condensed video now, so you can have a place to come back to reference it if you ever need it. If you're in a customer-facing role like I've been most of my career, um, you know you, you're dealing with customers, prospects, clients. You're me engaging with them over Zoom, in person. Um, they're asking you questions. You're trying to figure out like how to deal with uh, answering their questions or giving them the guidance and then ushering through the perfect experience, both in the pre-sale and the post-sale cycle. Um, that whole experience before and after they purchase your product or service. Um, the one thing that's a common denominator through the, all of those different meetings and all of those different engagements, no matter what your role is, um, but when you're meeting with a customer, is the assumptions that are being made the whole time. And when I started to figure this out myself, again, as a hypnotist, and then applying it to sales to create HypnoSales, thus the name of this show, um, I started to realize assumptions was a big part. So I teach it a lot and there's all different nuances. I might even have more videos in the future potentially that go into more detail, deep, deeper dives into each of these. But in a summary, I wanted to talk about them here in one video just so you can see and hear and understand, you know, really piece together, put together the pieces of the puzzle because this might really help you in your engagements with, with clients, both pre and post sale um, process during the process. So first one is expectations. That is all the expectations in a customer facing meeting or in, in a process with a customer, um, those expectations are always assumed. We're always assuming the expectations. We, and it's really based on the fact that we've dealt with other vendors or we've dealt with other customers as the vendor ourselves, we deal with other clients and prospects. We've sort of, after a while, start to assume what those expectations are. Now, if you're new in the role, if you're starting on, and this is the first time you've ever been in a customer facing role, you won't have any expectations. So you'll just be learning as you go, watching other people. But after you watch and observe and shadow and figure it out, you'll start to assume things based on the experiences you have, based on the experiences you have. And those assumptions will then go with you and then you'll feel comfortable to continue doing the next customer, dealing with the next customer facing engagement process, pre and post sale assuming the same things you, you had assumed before. And, and so that way it makes it easy. That's how we cope. That's how subconsciously we can feel safe and comfortable to you know, deal and engage with our, with our customer situations and, and uh, the problems they bring up that we have to try to solve for them or the questions they ask we have to go find an answer for or whatever. We're always assuming the expectations the whole time. And so that's the one thing you need to like try to break yourself of. You need to learn and kind of become aware that the assumption you're making about an expectation may not be the same for this engagement with this particular customer as it was before. Okay. As it was before you have to, I mean, you can sort of do it, but you really want to like question and wait, wait a minute. Do I really know all of the expectations? So you need to ask for expectations a little bit more. You need to reset expectations a lot more often. I like to do it at the beginning of every meeting with the customer if I can. If I'm the one running the meeting, I always reset the expectations like I did the previous time and I start, I want to condition my customer that when you get on a call with me, I'm going to tell you the expectation. I'm going to reset it. If it's, if it's, um, if it's not what you think it is, I'm going to tell you what it is. 
or I'm going to have you tell me what it is. Like maybe we'll work on it together. You and I can both work on it together and collaborate on what we both expect in this meeting. And um, if, you, if you get out of that habit, if you'd only do it in the beginning and then you get comfortable with the customer as they go through the process and kind of, you know, they buy your product and then even in post-sale, um, if you start assuming the expectations at that point, you're missing out. You're missing out on having a deeper relationship and creating more loyalty with your customer and really creating the perfect experience for them. Because subconsciously what's going to happen is they'll start expecting, assuming the expectations and you'll start assuming it or other people that you're working with on your team that works with them pre and post sale, they'll start assuming the expectations and then the expectations at some point will get misaligned. They won't be congruent. And if you've ever had this happen where it started out good with a customer and then somehow it fell apart, I'm going to tell you, I've, <laughs> I have mentored and coached hundreds of salespeople, SEs, people in marketing, people in uh, uh, customer success teams. Um, and they all, it always comes down to when they analyze it afterwards, like a postmortem, like when it just totally completely goes sideways or they lose it. Like they, it looks like the deal is coming in and they lose it at the end. When I go back with them and I question them and I start asking them about well, what were your expectations? What were their expectations? A lot of times at the end when it fell apart, they can't tell me. They didn't know. They'll, they'll guess. They'll say, oh, uh, they were thinking this. And I'll say, are you sure? Did you ask them that? Did you set that expectation? Did they t set that for you? How do, how do you know for sure? And every time they'll tell me, oh, I'm just assuming. I was assuming that was what it is. Every time. So that's how I know this. But from working with hundreds of salespeople and SEs and different customer-facing roles, I've learned that it's always an assumption that's your downfall when it's an expectation that's involved. So don't assume the expectation. Always ask for the expectation or reset the expectation and have them say, no, I want to do it this way. And make sure you both, you and the client, customer prospect, knows what the expectation is before you even start. And then everything will be smooth sailing if you do it every time consistently. So I'm really big on this. I avoid this because I just don't like it when I lose a deal, when I lose the customer, the customer gets mad or angry and just doesn't call me anymore. doesn't want to be involved with me anymore. I don't like that. And it's always because of the assumptions I made about their expectations. So I don't do that anymore. And I'm telling you, you need to stop doing that and start setting, resetting, or asking for expectations every time you engage with your client. Now, what's the second one? Motivation. Here's the other assumption we make. And I've seen this happen way too often with the people I mentor and coach. Uh, in, in, in any customer fa uh, facing role, they always assume the motivation of the person based on what they're asking them to do or what question they're asking them. So like maybe early on in the pre-sales process, they're asking you a bunch of questions about your product. And you know, we all, it's common nature. So subconsciously we kind of listen to the question and we assume the motivation and then we answer the motivation according to what we're assuming. And sometimes we get it right. Sometimes it's exactly aligned. It is the motivation. But then sometimes we're completely wrong. It's completely off base. And we don't know what happened and then everything breaks down and then something happens and the customer stops calling us. They go dark on us or they decide to go with a competitor or whatever. And we knew that they liked our product. We knew we were perfect for them. It was the right fit. But somehow because the motivation was different. Their motivation was a different, uh, is different than what we assumed it was. And we assumed a different motivation. Therefore, we responded and we acted and reacted and worked with them and collaborated with them in the wrong way, in the wrong way than what, they, what their motivation was. 
and they basically said, okay, done. And they don't even tell you why. They just stop calling you or they just say, we're going with a competitor or whatever. So if you've ever had that happen, and if you were to go back and ask that person that kind of backed off or kind of, you know, uh, just went dark or just pulled out, you might find out that their motivation, go back and ask them their motivation of why they did that, like in a postmortem, and you'll be surprised that you had it wrong. You're assuming the wrong thing. So what that means is you need to always be asking them for their reasons for asking you the question or the reasons or motivation for wanting to you to go perform this task or whatever, just to make sure, just to validate and verify for yourself, for yourself that you're not assuming the wrong motivation. Because if you find out that it's wrong motivation, then you have a chance to adjust and you can adjust and you can keep it back on track and you might end up winning the business after all. And I've seen lots of great salespeople that know how to do this, like I've learned it from them and I've learned to do it myself too, from hypnosis because I know subconsciously we're always motivated by things, but we always assume it all the time. And in hypnosis, when I'm trying to help someone with a hypnotic trance, like to put them in a hypnotic trance to help them like stop smoking or something or some kind of thing they're trying to change, I need to understand their motivations in order to know how to put the right suggestions into the subconscious so they can actually undo whatever the bad habit they have. So when they come to me clinically to say, I want to undo this bad habit, I have to know their motivation. I can't just do it without, no, I have to understand. So I have to ask them and I have to make sure so I can inject the right subconscious suggestion so that it'll actually work. It'll actually be effective. So the same thing with you. When the customer comes, you need to understand their motivation so you can inject the right recipe that's going to create the right experience for them. It's going to answer the right use cases for them. It's going to answer the right questions that they have and make sure they're feeling comfortable the whole way. So I can't, I can't tell you enough how much these two are very important and you need to, right now, you should start not, you know, avoid assuming expectations and motivations and start asking for expectations every time and ask for their motivations every time they ask you. It's going to be difficult. If you're not used to doing it, it's really, you have to practice. I've had to practice for years to get really to where I do this. Now my subconscious, I always do it like this. And some of you even make fun of me. I know you're probably going to post a comment right now saying, why do you ask Maverick? Because I'm always asking another question to figure out a motivation. And a lot of people make fun of me because I'm always asking, I'm teaching everyone, ask another question, ask another question, find out their motivation first. I just, because I want them to be successful. That's why I know this works. And most of the failures we have in our customer facing experiences that we try to create and customer facing engagements is because we failed to ask for the motivation. I'm just telling you, I'm very passionate about this because it works. So make fun of me if you want, comment below. Like I'm sure some of you have already done it already. Uh, you're commenting, saying, asking me another question, but I know that's out of respect because you know what I'm saying is right and it works. Now, what's this third one? Everything is okay. This is the magic. I mean, this is, I've never really shared this with very many people, but I'm gonna share it with you right now. This is the only assumption you should ever make. This is the only assumption you should ever make with a, with a prospect client or customer, ever, is that everything is okay. Now, why is that? Because most of the time, it's not okay. Everything's not okay. That's why they're coming to you. They need help. They want your guidance. They need you to explain something to them. That's why they're taking the time to schedule a Zoom meeting with you or a call with you to, because they, they need something from you and everything's not okay. But if you assume everything is okay, they'll correct you every time. They'll reset your expectation every time. So, so make sure you're assuming everything's okay. And what I mean by that is, let's say they, they say, hey, um, you know, uh, I, need, I need some help with, with um, you know, I need some help with uh, a resource 
with a particular implementation idea that we have, a use case that we have. Can you get someone um, uh, you know, to help me? You might assume the timeline, everything's okay. You might say, oh yeah, okay. And I'm sure you probably have all the time in the world. Everything's fine right now and you don't need the resource right now, right? So you assume that everything's okay and that they don't really need it right now. And then they'll say, no, 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 I need that resource like tomorrow. And they'll correct you, your assumption that everything's okay. They'll say, no, it's not okay. I need, I need that. Or um, you might even do it like with a price tag. You might say, um, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you're used to spending uh, lots of money uh, on products. I mean, I mean, I'm sure money is not a problem. Everything's okay with that part of it. Like you have budget for that. Or like you could say it like that to where then there, there'll be like, wait, hold on. No, 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 no. I don't have all the money in the world. I only have this much. And then they'll reveal to you, they're more likely to reveal more things by correcting you because everything is okay is your stance. And they're like, no, 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 everything's not okay with that. So I like to use this one quite a bit. I may do a video later on just this and give you a little bit more um, uh, specific things you can say uh, when they respond. But in general, I just want you to know that this is the only assumption I ever make is that everything is fine. They don't need my help. They have all the money in the world. They have all the time in the world. Um, if they never contact me again, that's perfectly fine. That's what I'm assuming all the time. And I'm taking that stance and assuming that to where then if it's not, they'll correct it. And also if it, if they agree with it, so here's the other cool part. If they say, oh yeah, no, I have plenty. Like you say, like if you say, I'm sure you have all the money in the world and you don't need to worry about money. Money is not really the issue here. Everything's okay with that. And then they say, yeah, that's fine. We do have all the money in the world. Like they might agree with you and then you'll be like, Cool, like I figured out that, but money's not the problem. Or if you say, I'm sure you have all the time in the world. You have plenty of time to decide on this and it, maybe it's next year you'll decide. It's not right now, it's later. Um, and you assume that you know everything's okay and therefore there's no time pressure. And if they agree to that, if they say, yeah, I know we have, yeah, that's fine, you, you know, you're, you're right. If they agree with you and say you're right, now you know it's not urgent. You know it's something they're not, it's not even in the primary, it's not even something primarily they're focusing on. If, if you say next year and they say yes, next year is fine to meet again, now you know you can DQ and disqualify, push it out and not even spend any time on it. I can't tell you how many times this has helped sales and SEs and different customer facing roles I've worked with, these different people that have used this, everything is okay, and gotten themselves out of a lot of work that they didn't even have to work on because the person agreed with them that everything was okay. There was no pressure. There was no urgency. It's a number one on one to 10 scale. It's a number one or a zero. It's not even on the scale. So they didn't assume that it was, okay? So that's the only assumption I ever make. And I know you found this valuable. I know these some, there's some little nuggets here you're gonna take with you. And I ask you to please share it with other people if you think they can get value out of it as well. And I'm going to let you go and scroll on to the next video if you want. And for now, my name is Maverick, and I appreciate you joining me for the Hypno Sales Show. And until next time, bye-bye.